This is Dave Brown, and welcome to the Frontline Freedom Adventure Therapy Podcast. As an adventure therapy nonprofit organization, we cater to frontline workers, especially those in the public safety and healthcare sectors. On this podcast, we cover relevant topics to public safety and our frontline workers' overall health by exploring the mental health benefits gained through outdoor recreation, leadership development, and self-improvement. If you have a story you'd like to share, send us an email at podcast at frontlinefreedom.org. If you're looking for more information about Frontline Freedom Adventure Therapy Trips, check out our website at www.frontlinefreedom.org. Hey everyone, welcome back to the podcast. You got Josh and Dave here with you today. Good morning, Josh. Hey, what's up, man? How you doing? Good. It's uh, like seven degrees outside, so I'm huddled up in my basement so I can chat at you for a little bit. So I think that's a good start to the morning. Yeah, I got my fuzzy socks on, so I'm ready. So today I wanted to chat with you a bit about why it is that people kind of hesitate to um, reach out for help when uh, they're hurting and not, not even just going to like frontline freedom trips specific, but just in general. And I, I had a podcast a week or two ago where I talked about um, ego and control and, and how those are kind of factors. And I just kind of wanted to get your take on why you think that is that people, you know, just hesitate to reach out even when they might be um, hurting and they know they're hurting, but mm-hmm. they still hesitate. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I, I think there's a lot of different reasons. I think it's going to be very individually based. Um, you know, I, I can say, you know, in my case, um, you know, I, I noticed, I guess, the beginning stages of mine probably – at 11 years, 10, 11 years prior to where it got to a point where I forced my superiors to actually do something. Um, and what I mean by that is, you know, I had gotten so bad where I honestly, I tied their hands. So, you know, looking back when I first started noticing, you know, I guess some changes for lack of better terms, um, you know, the initial, uh, Honestly, I, I I thought it was something I, I could overcome, I could beat on my own. Um, now, whether that was foolishness, arrogance, I, it's hard to say. Um, you know, up to that point in my life, you know, whether it was something physical or, you know, whatever, I always, I, was, I guess I was over overconfident. I always had decent su- success in overcoming whatever obstacle was in front of me. Um the in in my experience with mine, it just you know I got tired, um, and it with I guess the mental health side of things, it's relentless. It it never stopped, um, and you know as the years progressed through my career, doing different things or seeing different things or you know all the different things that were kind of accumulating, um, it just it is just an absolute relentless attack. And, you know, it got to a point where I was so far, I guess, gone for lack of better terms that, you know, I, I kind of hit the point of no return. And, you know, it was, it was very apparent to not only, you know, the people that I worked with side by side, but uh, obviously also my superiors as well. And it, you know, it got to a point for liability purposes, you know, I, I tied their hands and they had to act. So, you know, for me, that, that's, that was kind of my, my case. You know, I don't know if it was, you know, I think it was a combination of things, of being naive, um, maybe a little overconfident or arrogant. Um, 
you know, I thought I could beat it. And it just, it not that I didn't feel comfortable, especially with the, the group of guys that I worked with, you know, there were, I, I worked alongside some super, super good people that if I had been honest, you know, I think they would have broke their backs to help me. Yeah. Um, you know, why I didn't, you know, I can sit here and make excuses as, as to why now. Um, looking back, it was completely foolish. And in all honesty, it was, you know, in, in the job assignment I had, you know, with the guys that I worked with, it was, it was, it was selfish on my part. Not only was it selfish towards, you know, with the guys that I worked with, but it was, you know, more importantly, it was selfish to my family. So for you, did you ever feel, uh, you know, you mentioned that was relentless and did you, you started feeling tired, but was there a realization that was happening at the time or was it something that just all hit at once where you just, boom, this is all hitting right now, right here? Or was it more like a slow burn? Yeah, for me, it was a slow burn. Um, you know, when I first started noticing, I guess, the subtle changes, honestly, it was probably around 2005 or six. Um, you know, it, it, and for instance, I remember I was at a funeral of a loved one. And I, you know, I'm there with people that are family members, people that I care about. You know, the person that passed was somebody I deeply cared about. And in my own mind, during the services, I was kind of having a conversation in my own mind, you know, wondering what was wrong with me because I I was numb. I I didn't feel anything. Um, And for the first time in my life, you know, it dawned on me that, hey, this is this is not normal. Um. I justified it or rationalized it or made excuses in my own mind as, as to why that was. Um, but it just, you know, it took to guess where I hit rock bottom, if you will. It, it, it was, uh, it was over a decade. It was about a decade to 11 years. Wow. So you had that kind of talk with yourself about, you know, Hey, this isn't, something's off here. You know, it, it, it started with that where honestly, I just, I didn't feel anything. Um, I was, you know, the only way I could describe it is I was completely numb. You know, I, you know, if I did feel emotions, it was usually anger. Um, and it would, uh, it was, I was very quick, you know, I've always, I guess could, I've been viewed as quick tempered, but it was even quicker. Um, I was very, very quick to lash out, especially verbally. Um, you know, and that, like I said, you know, looking back, I, I, I can see a lot of things, you know, it's easy to look back and, and see how everything kind of played out in the moment. I, you know, honestly, I was, I was making excuses to myself. Um, that's the bottom line, you know, and, and I was fortunate at the time with the people that I was working with, had I been honest, you know, truth being told, they that was definitely the crew of people that that would have done everything in their power to help me um and and more importantly you know had i been honest with my wife um she absolutely would have helped me you know but she you know she got the typical answers every day that i'd come home how was work now was work but then you know 2 hours later 3 hours later i could be on the uh, the phone with you know a guy that i worked with spilling my guts and which kind of, you know, no fault of her own, but mine really drove a wedge in our relationship as well. Because, you know, I, you know, it like, again, it's easy to, to see now, but 
you know, it appeared that to her that I had more trust with, you know, the guys on my team than I, I did for my own wife, which, you know, in hindsight being what it is, you know, I was making excuses. Well, you know, I'm protecting her from the things, you know, we've seen or I don't want her to worry while I'm at work or but at the end of the day, truth being told, all those were just excuses and cop outs on my part. So was there ever a moment in there where you thought, you know, on your own accord, you know, hey, I should go seek help for this? Yeah. Uh, for me personally, one day, it was one day in one moment. Yes. I called, um, we have the, the employee assistance line that's confidential. Um, and yeah, I, I made a phone call and started seeking counseling. How long did it take you before you hit that point to where you felt um, comfortable enough to seek out that help? Uh, it was probably, I would say, probably four or five years before, um, you know, I sought, I guess, counseling, if you will. And you know, when I initially when I initially started the counseling, you know, I had had good results right away. I mean, real quick. Um, just cause I, you know, obviously there was things that I tucked away that I didn't realize had bothered me. Um, and you know, that kind of pulled it out, if you will. Yeah. Um, you know, n- not to give my entire medical history, but you know, they, they, they prescribed me some medications. Um, my results were very, very short term. Um, you know, cause it was new. It was, you know, I had that instant results where I felt lighter, I guess, if you will. Um, but as time progressed, you know, it, 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 and I could sit there and blame it on the job. I could blame it. But at the end of the day, the, the, the bottom line, the, 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 the responsibility stopped with me. Um, you know, I, if anybody was set up for success to deal with it, it was me. Cause not, you know, not only my family, but my, it, it, and Dave, you, you know who those guys are, the guys that oh, I yeah. worked with yeah. at the time. And if anybody was truly ever set up for success to overcome something, I was um, because I had that support system. I was just too, you know, and I don't know what the word is. I don't know if it's arrogance, foolish. I, I don't know what it is that honestly, I, I, you know, I wasn't being honest with myself and I certainly wasn't being honest with them. Sure. And, and that was kind of the, uh, the prior podcast where we talked about um, how our own ego stands in the way. And I talked in there about, um, you know, a lot of times we care more about what other people think about us than Absolutely. what we think about ourselves. So, you know, I kind of made a comment in there that we would rather self-sabotage and not seek help rather than to just, you know, have the the humility to let our barriers down and just reach out. And, and the more I talk to people about, you know, the peer support, mental health aspects, um, and having that important piece of the, uh, the, the safety net, kind of like you, you talked about, you experienced, the more I realized that there are a lot of support people in our lives, but we're mm-hmm. afraid to reach out to them because we're afraid of what they're going to think of us or we're afraid they're going to jump to a conclusion. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe we're just having a little bit of trouble sleeping at night and it's, you know, it's relatively minor, but, you know, we're afraid that they'll take it to the nth degree. And next thing you know, they're, they're taking off, off work and putting us off for duty, which Maybe that's the case. Maybe that's the the avenue that we're supposed to go. But yeah. um, you know, also maybe maybe it's just a minor thing, and you know, our egos don't let us, um, you know, seek out that help that we probably need. 
Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, and like I said, I mean, it, it, it's easy sitting here today, and if if I could go back in time and do it differently, I absolutely would, um, because I had I had all the resources in front of me to attack the problem, um, you know, and it, you know, ultimately, I, I made the decisions that I made. And it, it cost me to the point where, you know, at work, it, it was significantly interfering with my job performance um, to the point that, you know, I got pulled in the office and, and, you know, I had to prove I was still fit for duty and do what's what we call, at least in Ohio, the fit for duty process, um, which, you know, for me, hindsight being what it was, it was absolutely I, I would have made the same call in their shoes at the time. It didn't feel like that. You know, I was very guarded. I was very defensive because, you know, my livelihood is this job. Um, you know, the guy who was in charge of our HR program at the time, fortunately for me was, was somebody I, I had, you know, a, a, a good relationship with at the time. And I trusted him inherently. Um, and we had some other key people in, in places, at least at employment that, you know, gave me that level of trust. Um, now, being here today and looking back, you know, I've talked to some people that that's had to do the same process, and it's not looking at it today versus when I was looking at it in 2016. How I how I view it is, it, they're not even in, they're they're on the extreme polar opposites. Um, it was the right call to make. You know, it, it, it wasn't easy. I, I certainly don't want to repeat it, but it was absolutely the right call to make. Sure. And that kind of sets up for um, another episode that we're going to do about, you know, kind of how leaders and, um, you know, organizational decision makers sometimes get it wrong because I think there's a misconception about what that process is. And there's a lot of, you know, the people making those decisions know exactly what's going on. So it's just, okay, all right, we got this person, step A, step B, step C, but the person who's going through it is sitting there yes, and they have no idea what's going on. And um, I think that's an important topic, which we'll explore a little bit more later. But, you know, I guess if you had to put advice out there to anybody who even thinks they might have something going on with themselves. What, what would you say to those people? I mean, honestly, don't wait. Um, you know, I think if I would have attacked it the way that I've attacked it, attacked it the, the last couple of years and meaning not attacking it by myself, I wasn't arrogantly. I, I thought I could overcome it. Um, I wasn't strong enough. Um, and I don't know just because it, it, in my case, it just felt, it was just relentless that there was never a break. If I was awake, I was struggling. Um, and there were times when I was literally sleeping my life away because that was the only time or some of the time I, I could make my brain shut off. Um, it's easier said than done. It, it really is. But in my experience, it was a problem that wasn't going to go away. Until until you faced it, and in all honesty, it it took, you know, I you know I I hope it's something that in time goes away. I don't I don't know that it will be. Um, I think you know one because I have been honest, or at least more honest with people, that has helped me in an odd way. Which <laughs> I wish I could go back and talk to myself, just being honest and upfront about it. Um, it's almost like a uh, like a release valve in, in some capacity. And then in doing that, at least for in, in my 
case, being honest, has people have begun to open up for me, which or open up to me rather, um, which really gave me back a sense of purpose. You know what I mean? And it's like, okay, hey, yeah, you know, this sucked, but, um, you know, it it's not all bad. Like, there's a lot of other people out there that are really hurting, but you know, at least. You know, I can speak for the law enforcement community, and I have friends in, in, in the fire service and, you know, EMS, and, and they're all relatively similar, but it's, uh, you know, I don't know why, you know, in my case or in some people that I know, why we weren't comfortable with being honest and open about it. Do you because, think it's because there's a stigma surrounding mental health, especially in a, a service sector such as, like, the public safety industry? Um. Uh, yeah, it, it's uh, yeah, that's that's kind of a hard question for me. I I, I think yeah, in some capacity, um, I think certainly in our careers in our time frame, I, I think it's gotten significantly better, significantly better. Um, you know, from the time I came on, you know, twenty years ago versus where it's at today. You know, twenty years ago, like you just didn't bring that stuff up. I mean, you, you may have had your your one really, really close guy you worked with that, you know, like he's your best friend that you and him would talk or you and that person would talk. But outside of of, of that, no, man, it, uh, it at least I didn't, you know. Now, whereas now, um, I, I see a lot more openness about it. You know, there's still, yeah. you know, there's still, you know, it's still uncomfortable, but I think people are more willing to try to be understanding and accepting, which definitely makes the environment better. Yeah. And I kind of look at mental health as just like any other kind of self-improvement topic, right? It's, you know, it's tough and it sucks, but that's where your growth comes from is, you know, that classic saying, embrace the suck. You know, we've heard that over and over and over. And sometimes I think we need to just take our own advice and apply it to here. I mean, we apply it in the gym with our bodies, but we don't apply it with our minds outside Mm -hmm. of that. And I think there's so much power in just looking at it and saying, you know what, this is going to suck and it's going to be tough, but I'm worth that investment Mm -hmm. because the, the currency that you pay for that later in life, it's just not worth it. It really isn't. It's in my experience. It's really not, um, you know, again, you know, if I could go back to that, you know, 2005, 2006 timeframe and maybe had hit it head on, you know what I mean? Versus waiting until <laughs> I was rock bottom and, and, you know, I was relieved of my duties for lack of better terms. You, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. Where because of decisions of others in, you know, hindsight being what it is, I'm glad they made those decisions for me because I didn't have the courage to do it. But it forced me to <laughs> I, I didn't have a choice. Um, and like anybody, I, I think if if you had the choice yourself or what somebody make that choice for you, I think it will always be easier when you make that make that decision for yourself. Um, you, you know what I mean? It's oh, yeah. just uh, you know I would honestly I wish I had the answer to, to be quite honest, you know. Um, you know, how do we make the environment better? How do we, it's getting better. You know, the, you know, the problem is, it's just whether you're in the fire service or EMS or law enforcement, military, you know, whatever it is, there's going to be things. And and with any job, people in ER, there's going to be things about your job you dislike. Some of them may, you know, bother you, whether it's emotionally, 
um, just rips your heart out. And it's just, you know, process it then. Don't don't keep letting it pile up. Now, that's a, a good advice there, not to let it pile up. And I'm going to quote a study that I just uh, stumbled upon before we were uh, coming online here today. But 17% of employees say they feel depressed at work. However, 41% report feeling at least five signs of depression that are directly related to work. Same thing goes for burnout. Only 30% of employees say they feel burned out at work, but 64% report feeling at least five signs of burnout. So it's not even just a public safety sector thing. It's it's everywhere. And I think you know, there, there's a lot to be done about reducing that stigma and, and more empowering people to just kind of be in control of their own destiny. And, and like you said, don't wait, just reach out. And, um, I, I know in our upcoming podcast, we have, uh, we're going to be talking about how supervisors fit into that role. Oh, yeah. Um, and, and I think that's going to be a great episode. So if you're not subscribed yet, make sure you do that because, uh, that'll, that should be actually the very next episode after this one. So, yeah. And um, I have, uh, I have a lot of, uh, unfortunately, there was a time frame there where I have experience on the receiving end of that. Yeah. And, and unfortunately, you're not alone. You know, um, in our organization, I can think back to where I've screwed up. And oh, yeah. I can 100% say I screwed up because I didn't take care of this person in the right way. Um, and the only thing I can do is just promise to be better tomorrow and be better the next month and going forward and mm-hmm. not repeat those same mistakes. And I think, you know, you talked about people reaching out to you has kind of given you a, a new sense of purpose. It's kind of changed, you know, doing this nonprofit, um, outside of our career path, it's kind of changed the way that our own employees approach me. I'm not as viewed as the the scary person in management anymore. You know, I, I had an hour long phone call with someone the other day because he was having trouble with his, his family life. And mm-hmm. it wasn't necessarily work related. It was just, um, you know, some struggles that he was having with his, his kids. And it was, you know, causing his mood and his, his, uh, you know, overall affect to kind of be impacted negatively. And mm-hmm. I think sometimes we just need to open up ourselves regardless of your rank or where you are in that organizational hierarchy and just lend an ear. And that goes so far with keeping people happy and, more importantly, healthy. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, With that, hey, real quick, I want to remind everybody, um, March 15th through 17th, the all the people that have applied to be guides with Frontline, um, we're going to be heading out to Virginia. Um, so that trip's coming up here in about, what was it, four weeks now, roughly? Yeah, we're about a month out. And then uh, the 2021 season is going to be hitting the ground running. Um, and, and Dave, maybe the next podcast or two, we can uh, maybe bring up what, what we had discussed, you know, uh, when it talks about, you know, people applying individually or, you know, working as a unit or a team or even a shift. Sure. So, but... Uh, All right. That's all I got, man. You got anything, Dave? No, I appreciate everyone for tuning in, and uh, we'll see you at the next episode. All right. Hey, have a good one, guys. Be safe. Thanks for listening to this episode of Frontline Freedom Adventure Therapy Podcast. If you have a story you'd like to share, send us an email at podcast at frontlinefreedom.org. And if you're looking for more information on Frontline Freedom Adventure Therapy trips, check out our website at www.frontlinefreedom.org.